0: Morning. TJ Talks is an adult-oriented podcast that does contain some explicit conversation. Hey, Teresa. <laughs> hey, yes? what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year?
1: I'm indulging and I'm going to my mother-in-law's and I'm hardly cooking a thing. It's going to be great.
0: Man, you know what? Me either. I'm not cooking yeah. a thing either.
1: That great! I love it. We're
0: going out to a restaurant for Thanksgiving. Even
1: better! I've never done that. I I would love to do that sometime.
0: It's the bomb! Yeah. Wow. But do we
1: get leftovers?
0: Huh? Do we get get leftovers? It depends on how much you eat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, which would be too much, so I wouldn't be coming home with any leftovers. So okay.
0: (laughs) So well, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm Judd, and with me is
1: I'm Teresa.
0: Hey. And today on the podcast, we're talking about gluttony. That's right. Yes, it's Thanksgiving coming up, and this is part two of our seven-part series, The Seven Deadly Sins.
1: Get to know your seven deadly sins. Yes.
0: And this is a great one, gluttony. I think we're all guilty at some point of being gluttons.
1: Well, most definitely, and unfortunately, I really enjoy this scent a lot, so oh, it's my hard for me.
0: <laughs> Who says that this one's a bad one either, right?
1: Well, see, okay, this is the part I may have to debate with you on because I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but that's not okay, I guess, in the eyes of moral people, but for the rest of us, I don't think it's so horrible.
0: Well, hit us up with a definition.
1: Well, gluttony, <clears throat> according to our good friends at the Wikipedia... Um they say it's inordinate desire to consume more than more than that which one requires. So obviously getting your fill isn't enough. You want more than enough, which is what makes you a gluttonous person.
0: See, I think that there's a little extra that you have to attack on to the gluttony. I think okay. the, the definition includes while depriving others that, oh, that need I to see. go at okay. the yeah. end of that.
1: Maybe that's where I feel like I'm a good glutton, that I don't do it to the expense of somebody else.
0: You you take more than you need and deprive other people of the opportunity at the same time.
1: And isn't that sort of our greed sin again? I mean, isn't that just a secondary greed?
0: uh, I think so, but it's with food. It'd be like you go to the table and you don't let anybody else eat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I don't see what's wrong with that if you get there first.
0: (laughs) You know? (laughs) You know, if
1: you're fast enough to get there and your elbows are up. You should be able to get whatever you, you know, heck, <laughs> whatever you can, right? Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I get it. Like, okay, specifically when it comes to food, yes, I mean, gluttony is not flattering, but I think there is a time and a place when it's appropriate. I think we're going to talk about that later today. Well, and then we're now talking about gluttons
0: for punishment. That's another totally different thing. <laughs>
1: yes, that's the other. Uh, uh, hobby in my life being a glutton for punishment correct yes
0: <laughs> take more than we need yes and leaving and not letting other people get in their fair share
1: <laughs> right
0: oh my gosh all right so okay here we are we're talking about gluttony and up it we, we kind of know that gluttony really happens around holidays.
1: <laughs> yes. You know,
0: every, I mean, on an everyday basis, we don't generally overindulge. Maybe we're celebrating something, but holidays. And Turkey Day is the number one gluttony holiday in my mind. Isn't it, is not it for you too?
1: To me, every holiday is an excuse to be indulgent. Although I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday and it's because it's all about food. and And I definitely know That I look forward to every holiday and its food, but I particularly look forward to Thanksgiving and the Thanksgiving food more than any other. Even though, for the most part, we have the same Thanksgiving foods generally at Christmas or whatever, but on Thanksgiving Day, it's just such a great excuse to just indulge in all of it. So, yeah. But Easter, I love all the over gluttonous Easter things, the chocolate and the marshmallows and the things and the ham and the whatever. And I love the 4th of July gluttony of the hot dogs and the hamburgers and all that stuff too. So I guess uh, most holidays just have that going for them in my book.
0: Well, you know what? I asked on Facebook, I asked some of my Facebook friends what they are looking forward to. I said, so what is the most richest, gluttonous, delicious Delectable, tastiest thing that you are looking forward to on Thanksgiving. Okay. And so here is the list. We had about 10 people respond, so this is pretty awesome. Here, Connie said she is looking forward to the caramel alcohol infused whipped cream on her apple pie.
1: Oh, that sounds so good. Have you had those alcohol infused whipped creams? No, is that really good? Oh, they're amazing, Judd. You have to try that. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) And don't
1: just save them for a holiday. Just just take a shot of them anytime you sure. want. They're Whippets. just fun. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I don't care about the nitrous oxide. I actually like the whipped cream. Uh-huh. So yes.
0: So, uh, Jacqueline, she writes in a banana cream pie that is tops on her list.
1: Banana mm. cream for Thanksgiving. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Patrick says he's easy. He's just down for the cranberries, and I guess I can understand that because you pretty much don't eat cranberries the rest of the year, do you?
1: Right. Whenever else do you have them? So yeah, you got to have them that day, and you got to eat a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It's your duty.
0: Christia says she's probably whatever's for dessert. It changes every year, but it will be spectacularly bad for you, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. as, but for a side, it'll be on the corn casserole. That's what corn said.
1: casserole. That sounds good, as opposed to the green bean casserole, of which I am not a fan. Are you a fan?
0: No, that doesn't show up on my table very often. Yeah,
1: I'm not. I'm not a big fan. Yeah.
0: My mom, my mom makes this awesome creamed corn pudding. Ooh, oh, I love
1: creamed corn. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. So
0: I'll, I'll share that recipe if you'd like. You
1: had to get creamed.
0: <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see here. Brian says, All I can eat, Alaskan crab legs. So.
1: Really? On Thanksgiving? Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Is Brian in Las Vegas? Where's he? <laughs>
0: uh, he? He's here in Orlando. Oh,
1: okay. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JP says, A little marshmallow and pineapple salad.
1: That is his favorite thing and his mom makes it every year. So we will definitely be having that again this year. Very- and I don't think I've ever made it. We've been married for 21 years. But generally, she always does. So I don't have to worry about well, it. You so. better
0: get yeah. down with learning that recipe.
1: I should, right? Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> Carry all I the can Yeah, yes. If
1: that's all he wants for Thanksgiving, that would be easy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Of course, you could make it at other times of the year too and then be
1: – Yes, but when you eat things like that that you associate with a special day, don't you think they lose some of their significance when you just eat them randomly? Um, yeah, I,
0: I wouldn't make it random, but I would at least, you know, there might be those moments like a birthday or maybe some other occasion where you could just go like it'd be a surprise. It'd be like, oh, hey,
1: Maybe yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm such the wrong person to be having this conversation with, and I'm sure we don't have any uh, listeners that are psychotherapists. But any any psychologist or therapist who listens to this is just going to know that I have so many issues with food, and so the whole show is just going to be me going on and on about how much I love certain foods all the time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and the rituals that I have surrounding the food that I love, and oh yeah, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: let it not be said that even, that this podcast is an anti-food podcast.
1: No, 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 we, never.
0: We are totally pro No,
1: gluttony. yeah, totally, <laughs> to the point where it's a problem. <laughs> okay, moving on. I, got, I, have,
0: I have three more to go here. Okay. Trish says she loves leftovers. So she's, that's actually going to be the whole thing is that it's not just one day of gluttony, but you get to experience it for even more time.
1: More days. And if you're the cooker of the dinner, Mm -hmm. then generally you don't want to eat it right then. Like you've been dealing with it all day. So I know when I have cooked Thanksgiving in the past, Mm -hmm. the best time to eat it is the next morning. That's when it finally hits you that it's so so amazing. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. Christine says, sad to say, but I'm looking forward to Brussels sprouts with bacon. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. (laughs) I can't imagine a lot of people would respond, Pro Brussels sprout. All right. Well anything with bacon has got to be good. So uh, I ap- guess I guess we could do that. Yeah. Uh,
0: apparently bacon is making quite a splash in the food uh, food uh, spice network or something. You know, yes. they it's put it on everything. Meat.
1: That's what I heard the other day. It's a gateway meat for most vegetarians <laughs> to come back to the dark side if <laughs> somebody cooks bacon around them or puts bacon in a vegetarian dish Heidi? like Brussels sprouts. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> no, she'll never come back. She's stuck. But um, yeah, that that bacon is a gateway meat. I just mm-hmm. thought that was clever. Mm-hmm.
0: And Julie says homemade pecan
1: pie. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm down with Julie. I actually make pecan pie, so is pecan I appreciate it pecan or pecan? It. I call it pecan, but I think pecan is also
0: – I think pecan is the way the Georgians say it, and that's where right. they grow a lot that's of it. That's where they
1: grow, right? Yeah.
0: It, it, it sounds awkward to me. Pecan. So yeah, I, yeah, I, what but I'm, you, I'm what pretty is sure your, that's the right way.
1: What is your most gluttonous, desirable food on Thanksgiving? What are mm, you going to?
0: Man. You know, I, last night I actually uh, cooked up for Jill uh, to take to work. She took macaroni and cheese, but it was some of that. Um, what's her name? The gal from the Food Network. Paula Dean. Paula Dean. I made her famous macaroni and cheese, which had to sit in the crock pot for three hours oh, after. How much it, butter? Well, you know what? Whatever she asked, said to put in for butter and cheese, I just doubled. Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were making a double batch, right?
0: Well, no. And then nope. I had to double it again because, oh, yeah, no. I, we didn't make enough. It was supposed to be 12 servings, so I made 24 servings. Yes, indeed. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that's So it was two, a lot. two sticks of butter and um, eight cups of cheese. So mm. somebody's not going to be able to go to the bathroom at her work for a while. Oh,
1: my gosh. <laughs> It sounds delicious. Was it amazing? Oh, it
0: was amazing. It had sour cream and whole milk, a little bit of uh, uh, mustard in there. What else was in there that was interesting? Damn it,
1: Judd. that sounds so good.
0: Six eggs. Mm.
1: Six eggs. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, but yeah, it was well, that...
0: good, good stuff. So, but that, that I mean, but that's not what I'm looking forward to. What I really like is my mom makes this broccoli casserole, and I've already made it for work, and I had some, but I, I just that is great stuff. So
1: broccoli casserole. All right. All right. It, what it no, is, one no one mentioned stuffing. Stuffing. I'm not a big stuffing guy. What? Yeah. Crazy then. I Crazy. know. I'm all about the stuffing. Really?
0: And I haven't heard anybody yet say they're looking forward to turkey.
1: No, turkey is like, it's the least important part of it, even though the whole meal is centered around it, but it's all the other stuff. But for me particularly, I guess it's more dressing. I like the casserole prepared on the side. I don't want, I don't want it necessarily in the bird. Oh, so I know it's yeah, a true. you know different technical term for it there, but but, but don't you all, cook
0: no. it in the bird and then take it out and then serve it separate? But it, that way it gets all the fat and juices from the bird, which is
1: amazing. Yes, which is good. But if you just made what was in the bird, it wouldn't be enough, or at least not when I'm there. So I have to make a whole another casserole oh. dish full of it. Yeah. So
0: I guess you can get like turkey s- stuff to put in and mix it up and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, you can boil your. And then add use to the to the mix. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's how I usually yeah. Which is awesome, but mm-hmm. and they say you know there's all those stupid food guidelines now about how the stuffing doesn't cook to the hot enough temperature, so they suggest you don't make it that way anymore. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. I don't couch out of that, but I understand.
0: So okay, so Thanksgiving, we we kind of I think beat this pretty good here. <laughs>
1: With to a drumstick,
0: to, to a drumstick, you know, <laughs> who's who gets the wishbone? That's the real question, right? Christian. Right. Now, moving on to these, all these other holidays, it just seems like we move from holiday to holiday to holiday, and it's like, oh, hey, Christmas is coming up in a month, another big
1: feast, another big food feast. <laughs> oh man, with all the, and you have two of it, really, at Christmas with Christmas Eve and then the Christmas Day. Oh, is that yeah. is that
0: two? See, I don't know. Oh, yeah. That.
1: Right, see, you don't know from uh, the from the Christmas, uh, right? No, so. I'm
0: just eating potato latkes, potato That's, pancakes. Yes. That's it. Yeah.
1: And when is Hanukkah this year?
0: I, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I'm it's, so bad. you so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it see, it's, it just isn't that important of a holiday comparatively. It really, I know most people think it is. Um, And the
1: traditional foods for Hanukkah, potato latkes, things like that, but you don't eat them all at one time, right? You spread it out.
0: Oh, no. You eat the whole uh, – well, you can eat it every day if you want. Right. But the 20th of December is the first night of
1: Hanukkah. Oh, so you get to extend past Christmas.
0: Yeah, right through Christmas. We'll be lighting candle number five on Christmas Eve, number six Christmas Day.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you get to extend your fun.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So –
1: Yeah. I mean Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are two very distinct – mealtime indulgences for sure. That's definitely got a holiday. They're each and of themselves it, separate. Is, it, is that
0: just so you can go to each in-laws? <laughs> you know? Yes. Is it that-
1: is, actually, that's how we divide them uh-huh. up. It's just easier that way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that, that the food, well, it, it really is about the food and it feels like whether it's a holiday or a family gathering of some sort, we only ever gather over food. Do you ever notice that? Like, When else have you ever gotten together with all your family and not eaten? I just – I can't even think of a time.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean I was home in California for three days and it was just food, food, food.
1: Meal after meal after meal. Let's go here. Let's eat this. Let's do that. Break this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Life revolves around
1: food. Right. (laughs) Which is not full to some of us but oh well.
0: (laughs) Which actually brings up this term that I think that also um, is part of – Thanksgiving and probably Christmas for a lot of people, and and then of these other holidays, the term comfort food.
1: Mm.
0: You know, yeah. I mean, when yeah. I think of comfort food, I'm thinking Thanksgiving dish side dishes.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. You know, things that are cooked, casseroles, heavy creams, and buttery things, and yes, those are comfort foods. Uh, celery sticks are not comforting. They're not. They're no. just not. No. So yeah.
0: But you know, I go to the Cracker Barrel. Here on the East Coast we have a restaurant called Cracker Barrel, which is like almost what two thirds of the country has it. And they right. serve what essentially is a whole slate of comfort foods. Oh, you know, okay. it's it's meatloaf and, and all of the kinds of dishes that people kind of associate with you know, home cooking.
1: Right, right. You know, so Yeah, that who kind doesn't of, love that? Right.
0: Reminds you of home.
1: And and the things that are made to be home cooking but made healthier? Have you seen the, you know, and we've all done these diets and had instances where, you know, make the skinny mashed potatoes and oh, yeah. use uh, cauliflower instead of potatoes and mash or, them or up. Yogurt. It's like, ugh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fat yogurt in place of sour cream. It's just, it's just horrific what they do to food to make it healthy. Mm. So, this is the part where the gluttonous side of us I think has come out so much as a society that we can't eat normal portions of the foods that are prepared badly and fare well with that. We have to overdo the overdoing, right? And this is why we're in trouble.
0: Well, you know, I think also the, the re- part of our thing is, is that we don't live in a menuized, menuized, if I make up a word now. Sure. <laughs> sure. Other people I like do it, it, right? go with it, yes, Menuized <laughs> world of knowing what is going to be eaten over the course of a week or two. So when holidays come up, they force us into the box of eating in a specific way.
1: OK, all right, all like
0: right. Like Cinco de Mayo, you know you're, you're going to eat Mexican food. And right. for St. Patrick's Day, you're probably going to have some sort of uh, corned corn beefs, beefs right? Yes. right? You see where I'm coming from?
1: right? What are
0: you right. going to have on Easter?
1: We're going to have ham, right? are going to have yeah. ham.
0: What are you going to have on Passover? You're going to have, you know...
1: Brisket, right? Bris- bris- or whatever you Yeah, you're going to yeah. have
0: brisket, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Thanksgiving, you're going to have turkey. And uh, Fourth of July, you're going to have burgers. And, yeah, it's uh, true.
1: It's true that you do have to check those boxes off. You're right. Yes.
0: And through the rest of the year, how do you know what you're supposed to eat?
1: Well, I think... Okay, so here's the problem, though, for for a gluttonous individual. Uh I know what I'm going to eat every second of every day. And if I don't, if I'm not eating it at that moment, I'm already planning my next meal. So and I have the luxury of being able to do that because I have the time and or means to, you know, eat whatever I want, I guess. So I think I think that your point is well taken in that holidays make us overeat. They but do. what is our excuse the rest of the time? You know, because we still do it, right? I mean, well, as a nation, we're overweight and, and childhood obesity is on the rise. I mean, everybody it's not getting I, any better.
0: I'm, I'm totally moving us into the next topic based okay. upon that. Because I'm going to move us right into the Food Network.
1: Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> and, and they are partially to blame for the proliferation of – Man versus food. Was it Food Network or is it Travel Channel? It's one of the two.
1: Um, he, I think he's on Travel Channel, but you're right. They have those foods too. we the biggest, best diner and the biggest whatever. Yes.
0: You know. Yeah. yeah. How stuff is made. You know, a candy unwrapped. I mean – yes. I mean,
1: anything Alton Brown uh, yeah i mean all of it is about it's like food porn right i mean it's just <sighs> food it. shown in its most deliciousness with the right lighting and the and the sauce is you know sexily draped, draped over them i mean who doesn't want to see that but, but and, what call, and i know what that
0: guy though man versus food i mean that when he, he goes to a restaurant in any town usa and says yeah. okay Show me the food. We have a challenge. I can eat everything that you possibly can have. And what's more gluttonous than that? And how come that is like one of the most popular shows on TV?
1: <laughs> is this one of these only in America things? Like I can't imagine that food that that show would be as popular elsewhere. I think that we you know they're not allowed to indulgence. show it in
0: other countries, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> it's why the terrorists hate us, because he can eat an eight-pound French dip sandwich somewhere. Yes, I agree.
0: I'm eating um, pork. You know, it's a Jewish guy. You know, he's Jewish. And he's eating a big pork sandwich or a bunch of oysters, which are obviously not kosher. And, <laughs> and he right. eats more than anybody possibly can. And then he sits down with uh, Andrew Zimmern, Ugh. another Jewish guy, to eat most the most disgusting foods possible on the planet.
1: That could, he could be... He couldn't be any further than kosher, right? That's as far right. as what yeah. he's eating, he's definitely not eating a <laughs> very koshery. So. Um, yeah, I think. And Adam Richman, the guy who's on that show, he's so likable and so seems so likable and personable. It really feels like like he found a fun niche. How does he do that without just weighing five hundred pounds? I, I don't understand. I
0: don't know. It's amazing though, and he is he is just like you said. I mean, you you every time you see a show, you want him to eat it. Yeah, almost really? oh, definitely. You're go, rooting for him. Go, Come on, go. eat the
1: 27-sliced pizza or whatever it is. We want him to win. Yeah, it, it, and get your Polaroid picture up on the board uh, of that restaurant I for know. no other reason just to say that you did, right?
0: I know. And, and me, when I watch the show, I'm like, I want to be able to say, I saw Adam Richmond eat a 27-inch pizza. Hey.
1: <laughs> We've gone to restaurants here in Southern California based on the fact that oh, that's where they have the four foot burrito or whatever that we saw on Man vs. Food, so we have to go there. Yeah, I I think it's a very powerful tool that he has uh, employed in his ability to stomach everything that he can stomach, and and he seems to, um, he seems to take it in stride, which is fine. I mean, I get it. I get it that he realizes it's a show and it's entertainment, but I I personally think. Now, have you ever participated in an eating contest?
0: Hmm. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> I was thinking you have that, not. Okay. I, I, th- I was thinking I've been in contests, but not an eating contest.
1: All right. So not no pie eat contest, of. no anything like that, right? No. All right. So we've we've endeavored to have a lot of fun with food in our uh, family, and then with friends as well. And we've mm-hmm. had a chili cheese dog eating contest. And if, okay, so right now, how many chili cheese dogs from Wiener Schnitzel? Okay. It's been a while. I know exactly what you're
0: talking about. But you know what
1: they look like and Uh you know how big they are. How many do you think you could eat? Eight. Yeah, okay, so you think that, right? Because I know I can eat a lot of them too. And we had a contest and we each bought a 10 pack or whatever. Uh And I thought for sure I could polish off 10. And I mean, literally, no doubt about it, would have bet $1,000 on it. Uh And after the fifth one, I thought I was going to die. I mean, I just (laughs) couldn't do anymore. And I was so disappointed. I wanted to eat them all, which is so wrong. But but we have had those kinds of contests, Sarah, which isn't good. I,
0: I, and here's
1: a fun one. If you're at a party, mm-hmm. take up a, a thing of wonder bread, this is off topic, but I'll share this with you. Take up a, a loaf of wonder bread and mm-hmm. have a person put a piece of wonder bread in their mouth and see if they can actually chew and swallow the whole thing in two minutes or less. And you're like, Two minutes or less to eat a piece of bread? No problem. But that sticky, doughy, white Wonder Bread thing when it's all clumped up in your mouth is really hard to uh, – what is that uh, word? Masticate and uh-huh. get it down. So so it's a good party trick and not a lot of people can do it. So if you're at a bar or at a party and you want to bet some shots or something, I'm that's totally, a pretty I'm totally thing.
0: letting that word pass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a legal word. It's it is. Good. Right, right. <laughs> it is food porn. You would have to masticate to it, wouldn't you? You, you would.
0: <laughs> And for those of you who need a dictionary, dictionary.com.
1: Dictionary.com, exactly.
0: They're not a sponsor. So, so, so Well,
1: okay, so <laughs> I can't even watch the Food Network because doesn't it make you hungry?
0: You know, it does uh, well, it makes me want to cook because especially when I watch Alton Brown, because he's like the geek of cooking.
1: He's the science guy about it. Yeah, him, right? it's, it's like yeah. watch
0: it's like, wow, I gotta try that now. Does eggs really do that? Does uh, you know does that stuff really work the way he's telling
1: us, right, right, and
0: he makes cool stuff, like waffles and things like yeah, that, yeah, he
1: makes normal food, right, yes, Some right. of the foods I don't enjoy. um, he did an interesting segment the other night he was on Jimmy Fallon, and he actually showed how to use a sabre and uncork a bottle of champagne, oh, which I mean, of course, who does that, right? You don't know, right. take your sabre into the restaurant to do it, but it made it look so easy, and he's just really good at explaining the science and the mechanics of something food uh-huh. related so that everyday people could enjoy it. So I, I like that about him. He's good.
0: Okay. In another gluttony related topic. And, and I understand that gluttony is not just eating all you can eat, but it's also the decadence of things. Right. So, right. um, Iron Chef is, uh, all about decadence. Okay. Um,
1: And I don't watch Iron Chef very often. That's the one where they give you today's ingredient is going to be Mm -hmm. clam sauce or whatever it is. Like you get the one – cucumbers. It's one thing that you have to focus your dish on, correct? Right. Okay. And there's the American version of Iron Chef and Japanese version.
0: Right. But in either way – in fact, Alton Brown does the American version here as as one of the announcers. But the thing – is that they have to plate all this food and it's so done in such a way. And we're watching all these shows now where every celebrity chef type person is all, it's all about the plating. Yes. Excuse me. It's all about the presentation and, and you know, so now it's a $10,000 dish. And I think that that's part of the gluttony that here's people who are, you know, they're not just eating basic food anymore. Now it's like, you know, this is duck that's – it's kind of like this Turduncan thing. You've heard of that, right? <laughs>
1: yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The turkey, the duck inside the turkey and there's a chicken inside the duck. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's all deboned, right?
0: Yes. It's all deboned. Okay.
1: Um. Well, I guess you're right and and the plating of the food and the presentation of the food is is as important it seems like in these shows or in gourmet restaurants as the flavor of the food mostly. I feel like – um. I was just reading the other day that food looks better when it's served on white dishes, really who knew that right really? like that's the most appealing to people, <laughs> so yeah, I get it. I mean it's nice to have things nicely presented, but I know for myself when I go to a fancy restaurant mm-hmm. and you have you know whatever nouveau cuisine they're they're fusioning together over there, and mm-hmm. you get like this little thing on this big plate and it's a little piece of whatever, and it 's drizzled. Ornately with sauce and there's a sprig of something on the side. Mm-hmm. Okay, it looks pretty. But for a glutton like myself, I want more. I already see that and know that it's not big enough. I, so exactly. It's not enough for me. That it doesn't have to be pretty for me to want a lot of it. So uh, uh,
0: <laughs> I will tell you though, I did go on a cruise here this back in May. And we ate at the chef's table there. Mm-hmm. Where they okay. brought out food after you know, course after course after course. And every course was these little tiny dishes. They were like more like tastes, but okay. they brought out so many courses. You were full. Right. And the right. other thing is, and that maybe this goes to the part of our gluttony, is that we quickly consume food. We don't okay. just enjoy our food. So we're so quick to go blah blah blah. blah, blah, blah.
1: Well I think that's one of the differences between us and like the Europeans, right? They right. lounge over meals, they take several hours, they're mm-hmm. doing it in courses, they're pairing their courses with different wines, they have a, you know, a palate cleansing part. Yeah. And So yeah, I think when you dine and you make it an experience, then you do fill up on less food because you've taken that time. Mm -hmm. But when you shovel it in in front of TV like we do most of the time here, Mm -hmm. then I think we definitely tend to overeat because you're mindlessly eating in the first place. You're not giving yourself time to appreciate your food. And that whole, you know, when when you're done, give yourself 20 minutes before you have seconds because in 20 minutes, your stomach and your brain will have caught up to one another and determined that you are full, right? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So I recommend that instead of eating for Thanksgiving, you consider drinking
1: wine. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots of wine, lots of right? I'm going to be dry this Thanksgiving oh and it's going to be really hard. Oh, so. my gosh.
0: Okay. Well, 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 are you ready for the next segment?
1: Yeah, <laughs> let's move it along. Let's move it on. Are we almost to dessert?
0: We're we're, we're ready <laughs> for the Judd Mental segment.
1: Yes, the, our new uh, opinion pieces. Yes.
0: From- this is a, a Teresa's Idea.
1: And, of course, how I make you do it. That's my idea that you actually employ. Yes, Yes, I love it.
0: Okay, so here we go. Okay. Here we go. So, you are eating your turkey and stuffing. You're there with your family and friends, perhaps, and then you you have the typical thing. You go around asking, what are you thankful for? Well, down the street in your own hometown, on this wintry November, people in your own community are going without, and it's a scene, like from A Christmas Carol... Or the Grinch, our hearts feel like giving and inviting the less fortunate to feast so they, too, can experience this moment of gluttonous joy. And while we graze on our leftovers for days, these less fortunate souls will go back to trying to find anything to keep themselves warm and fed. Thanksgiving in America is the ultimate slap in the face for hypocrisy. Really, we spend a lot of time indulging all year round. And then we take a little time at the end of the year to start to remember these people. And then once we're done, we go about forgetting about them again once January 1 comes around. This, my friends, is why gluttony is on the deadly sins list. Because while the have-nots have not, and we sate ourselves every day, we prove how out of touch we are. So while you're sitting there in your Joey pants, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? trying to finish off the meat from the wishbone, I'll leave you with this thought. Indulge in your gluttony today, but remember to reach out to those, to help those who need food throughout the year and don't wait for a holiday to do it. And I will say that I am just as guilty as anybody else. So this is Jed being Jed Mental, and I will endeavor to not wait until... November to help those less fortunate.
1: All right. I like what you have to say there. And I agree. And it does seem like this time of year is, you know, we did a canned food drive for our scouting troop and we're trying to collect, you know, donations of food for the homeless. And I know through the school they have food drives. And and yeah, I guess it's hard to justify why we don't do it every month. This month, it's easy to justify why we do because we want everyone to eat. Mm Mm-hmm you know, an amazing holiday meal. Um, I feel bad when you feel bad about having what you have, right? Like there's no reason that you or I shouldn't have a Thanksgiving dinner if we've worked and prepared and blah, blah, blah. But there's also no reason why other people who are down on their luck through maybe no fault of their own shouldn't have it as well. So you're right. Um, I think it's, it's the hard balance between people that have chosen a path that's led them somewhere astray versus people who are just, having some hard times, right? Do you feel any different there or how do you feel? You
0: know, one thing that really kind of got me on this little diversion and not to make it a downer type of thing here with our gluttony conversation, but I was at Kentucky Fried Chicken here locally picking up some food to take Mm -hmm. home and I watched a homeless guy walk in and talk to the manager and he said, you have any, this was like at nine o'clock they're getting ready to kind of close up and stuff. He said, "Do you have any work for me to do that I can clean up some stuff, take out the trash, do any kind of work around here to help you guys out?" And it was completely dead. There was nobody there. The place was pretty much clean. And she said, "I'm sorry. There's nothing for you to do." And he Mm -hmm. left walking out. And I'm thinking, you know, there are people who want to work and earn money. It's not just a bunch of, you know, people standing around asking for a handout. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some. Pe- there are people. There are people who do that, but then there's also people who um, are are really serious about wanting to, you know, work and 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 bring themselves up.
1: Right, and I think I don't know the Pollyanna in me wants to think that those people are going to find their way out of that hole and and get there, and and that doesn't always happen. And I know I'm living in a dream world to say that, but I think the problem is first first thing about that experience at KFC the poor manager there what is she going to do have this guy do some stuff around the the place and then he's going to slip and fall and then it's a lawsuit because we've been litigiously you know oh, yeah. scared into not letting anybody who hasn't signed away a liability waiver do anything for us so that's a no win situation for her for him yeah it's a no win situation if he can't get a job and he can't even work sort of volunteer to maybe work for some food we've created this this barrier between people who really want to get something done and people who can let them do it which is too bad that's too bad yeah i don't know how to fix that i don't i think it's it's uh i think that is is eternally a problem like whether unemployment is 10% or whether unemployment was 4% there's still people looking for work down on their luck right so there,
0: there will always be i mean there's
1: always going to be that thing but you know what's interesting and this is a little bit of a side note I, you grew up in the area that I currently live in mm-hmm. and you're not here anymore but it seems to me like there was a st- distinct period in time in the mid-80s where we didn't used to have people hanging out on the street corner holding up their sign on the freeway off-ramp asking for food. Like that wasn't I that never didn't,
0: saw uh, that. I didn't grow yeah. up with that.
1: Yeah and so at one point in the late 80s that started happening and it's never stopped. So what, what turned to, in time to make that happen? Was there some political economic change that we don't know about? Did people, did that always happen other places? It just didn't happen here because our population wasn't dense enough? Like what what did that, how did that transpire?
0: Uh, you know, the only thing I can imagine is that rents got more expensive and people just didn't have jobs to accommodate the rent.
1: Well, it's also been attributed to, I know, um, Ronald Reagan and his sort of deregulation of the mental health industry. And you think they're
0: all mentally I think a
1: lot of them are. I think a lot of them didn't get the care they needed because of that. Not all of them. These are not general blanket statements that I'm trying to make. But I think that has definitely – that did play a part in it. So yeah, I just remember a time when when you never saw that and now you don't not see that. So yeah. I know, right? Yeah.
0: Well – I would like to, let's, I want to go back onto a positive note about gluttony. Right. You know, I I think though that, yes, okay, now we've talked about that we need to help people and we need to make sure that people get to eat. We're very fortunate in the United States. I mean, in general, yes, there are some people out and about, but I think the vast majority of Americans should not be in a situation where they don't eat every day, especially children should be able to eat every single day, have a good meal. If, right. they, go, if they go to school, in a public school, I guarantee you, no, the, no amount of money should stop a child from getting a good meal at school. Well,
1: and now that pizza is a vegetable in our public school system, <laughs> kids you. are eating vegetables like crazy. You had
0: to go there.
1: <laughs> of course I did. Come on. Is that the dumbest damn thing you ever heard? <laughs> it
0: is the dumbest damn thing I ever heard. But man, to I, go, Congress. Wow, you know on the what? day
1: of their super committee failure, I just, I yeah, never mind. Wow. That's a whole other show. Wow,
0: and and if you're the, uh, you know, the CEO of Godfather's Pizza, you probably it's a coup d'état. Yes, I think
1: he's on top of the world, right?
0: I am ensuring that Americans get their fair share of their vegetables. That's Right,
1: <laughs> two vegetables in every oven with thin crust. With thin crust,
0: yes. <laughs> So. Well,
1: yeah. I think I think our tone today was, was supposed to be about gluttony in, in every endeavor, right? With, mm-hmm. Whether it's the supersized meal, the Hummers that we all drive, the 80-inch plasma screens that we want to have in our house. It's sort of gluttony in that negative connotation is what we're trying to kind of get into today. All of us have our moments of overindulging and, and enjoying ourselves maybe a bit too much. But I think – I lost you. think were we understand the fine line
0: Mm-hmm. and I will uh, say that I hope that everybody does have a wonderful Thanksgiving and gets to eat all of the great comfort foods and you indulge just a little bit more than you normally would it's that a, be. it's a holiday uh, you know, we are gluttons we are total gluttons and and deserve to be so.
1: and deserve it every once in a while right
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's what the gym's there for
0: <laughs> absolutely uh Dang. and and that will be a whole nother thing we didn't we definitely didn't want to talk today about not being gladness as far as exercise and eating healthy Well, oh,
1: right
0: right right so, yeah yeah so all right well for i think that we've really covered it all right
1: so let's get back on the Mayflower. Let's go home.
0: Get back on the Mayflower. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. <laughs> All right. Well, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd.
1: And I'm Teresa. And we will talk to you later. Talk at you later. Want a lot of it.